Hi, everybody. This is Jose Palomino with another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. And today's guest is Sebastian Schieke. And Sebastian is based in Frankfurt, Germany, but he serves a clientele around the world, mentoring CEOs uh, in building their team, their own ability and building their team's abilities to be high performance organizations. So we're going to dig into what it takes to build a high performance organization, how to build up people, and how to give hope to people through tough times in your companies. So listen closely as Sebastian joins us right now. Welcome, Sebastian, to Business Growth on Purpose. Hi, Jose. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. So uh, thank you. I, I'm, thankfully, the time difference wasn't so great. You're in Frankfurt, Germany. I'm in, in the Philadelphia area. So that's, uh, that's one, of the, one of the greatest things in this uh, you know, one of the few like really good things that came out of the last two years, there's a lot of things that weren't so great, but the, was just how easy and fluid we are now internationally. And these technologies like Zoom and GoToMeeting, they've existed, but now there's been wide acceptance because exactly. we had no choice. So that's great. Yeah. So thank you for being with us here. And, and Sebastian, for our audience, uh, if you could just give us a little context in terms of what you do mostly and who do you mostly do it for? Sure. I, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur for 25 years now. I run a treasury consulting business for 22 years. Now I'm focusing on two things. I'm a business angel investor where I invest primarily in tech startups. And I'm also mentor to tech CEOs. So I help fast growing tech CEOs manage their company, become resilient leaders. And with my team, we also help to build high performance team within the companies. Well, so clearly those things, especially since the tech world, I mean, it's no secret here, it's probably the, typically you would think of the industries that are, are the fastest moving, fastest changing yes. industries, we tech, so clearly yeah. that. But the principles are kind of universal, right? Um, like aligning resources, getting the right people, driving high performance. So I love the fact that you mentor CEOs. So let me ask, start with a, a kind of a little bit of a tricky question, which is CEOs tend to be, um, by and large, pretty self-confident and pretty hard-charging people. So how do you get into a mentoring relationship with somebody who may feel they have all the answers already? Yeah, I mean, you're completely right. I mean, they most of them, they're very high D. I mean, I use DISC model and they're very... Right. Um, very high Ds or uh, very driven and 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 uh, fast paced, but you gotta have to build trust, you know, and you have to really uh, get into a conversation with them. And in the end, especially from the from the tech world, I mean, they have two two primary goals, you know. Either they want to be the biggest company in their in their space, yeah, become the next Zuckerberg, you know, dominate the space, or they just want to make a lot of money, you know? <laughs> yeah, just simple as it is, simple, you know? Simple model, right? <laughs> simple as it is, yeah? And, um, but of course, they have they have challenges like any other growing business, you know? They are fast-growing companies. So they, they might not have the processes in place to support this fast growth. They might hire lots of people, but hey, you need to build a performing team, yeah? You need to put the right people at the right place. So when you have a fast-paced uh, growth, then... Of course, um, you you might end up uh, not putting the people in the right position, yeah? and then you generate uh, challenges. And many of these uh, entrepreneurs, they feel it personally because they work so many hours. Yeah, they work day and night in their business. And I always say to them, "Hey, I mean, if you don't work on the business, then you have a job. You're not an entrepreneur. 
Huh? So we're going to need to be able, in the end, ultimately, we're going to need to be able to fire ourselves from the business. You know, we need to build an organization which runs without us, without us always uh, interfering and, and doing uh, work and, and being involved in any decision. Uh, and this is, this is uh, where we get into conversation. And then they realize, yes, this is actually right. You know, I don't want to be the bottleneck of my business because everything depends on me. So I want to, I want to basically um, distance myself. I want to, I want to step back and see it more the proto picture. And this is where we get in. This is where, when they understand and then they start working with us and trusting us. And then we start this journey. Wow. So the beginning of the journey is kind of a, a moment of, of humility, right? Which for people who maybe don't, aren't as familiar with humility as a concept, but they have to kind of acknowledge hey, that maybe the business might do better if it isn't me at the, at the, at the hub of every wheel, right? I can't always yes. be the, the center of the universe, but there is a sense, especially for uh, somebody creating something like, so I'm not, uh, you know, let's distinguish between a, a true startup entrepreneur that has a great idea and they're mm. bringing it to market. They raise a few million bucks. They're ready to go versus somebody running, let's say a 20 year old, 30 year old business that's been around for a while has grown incrementally. So now it's a $20 million company. That startup person you know, so much is riding on their success and, yeah. and they just know their stuff more than the people that even work for them. Right. So, yeah. so is that a problem? If they tell you the fact is I know more than my people, would you tell them maybe you need different people? Uh, you know, I'm just curious how you would start kind of coaching them through that journey. Yeah. I always, I mean, when, when I, when I had them hiring people, I always encourage them, hire people who are more intelligent than you, you know, hire people who know more because, you don't want to be the one who's making all decisions, who knows everything, you know? I mean, you pay people to know this job better, you know? And um, of course, initially, and I've been there, you know, I also founded a company, I run it, I was the the operator and then the manager, yeah? And uh, I, um, I, I, I had a fantastic growth, yeah? but uh, I wasn't happy, you know? Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy because everything depended on me. Until a point where um, my business, uh, basically the, the market changed and I had uh, some very challenging years. And, and then I realized I made a mistake in this, in this uh, growth uh, time because uh, the company grew, but I didn't grow as an entrepreneur, you know, because I mean, when do you grow when you have pressure, you know, when you, mm. when you have challenges, otherwise everything is easy and uh, you don't really have to put lots of emphasis in development. So I started uh, my development journey and basically developed the skills and entrepreneur needs. And this story I tell uh, my, my customers uh, and, uh, and this opens their eyes, you know, and they say, okay, also I know everything. No, I don't want to be in the position later on that um, um, maybe I'm, I'm not interested anymore. Maybe I lost patience, but anything depends on me, you know, and if I step out, the whole business is collapsed. Well, that's the, that's the big risk, right? You can't even yeah. afford it, especially, you know, we, we've all become a lot more aware in the last two years about the idea of like sick days. The fact that you could be, you know, perfectly Anytime. fine on Friday, yes. on a Monday, you can't even get out of You're bed, gone. right? That, that yeah. happened it, all over the world, right? So it really opened our eyes. Yes. Yeah, we're a lot more vulnerable, right? In the small yeah. company to, to even not just me, but maybe some of my key executives and so on. Yeah. Uh, same idea. So how do we pass that down? So, so let's talk a little bit about 
resources, right? So this is true, whether it's a startup company trying to staff up for the first time, or it's an established business that can't seem to get to the next level, right? So maybe mm-hmm. I don't have all the right people on the bus. Maybe I need to skill up some people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to get some people off the bus. Out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, or altogether. reshuffle the, reshuffle yeah. the seats, you know? Or reshuffle the seats, right. Yeah. So, but for a lot of people who've had a long-term staff, like they've had mm-hmm. people on the company for five, 10 years, that sense of loyalty yes. is very strong. And it's not a bad, that's a good human I, I just wanted to say, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, you probably, uh, you are in the US. I mean, you know what's happening at Twitter right at this uh, moment, you know? Right. Uh, in two hours uh, from now, people will receive an email where they've been told they're either in the company or they're out, you know, and this is, I think it's, it's cruel, yeah, the way they handle it. It's a, it's a rough way to do it, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. So, so my question is, as you mentor a CEO that has some tough decisions to make, how do you help them maybe make those decisions? So some of them maybe are very unpleasant to them, like they just say, but, you know, Gladys has been with me since the beginning, but. She's not that she is not capable of being my bookkeeper or my controller going forward. I mean, first of all, we look at uh, the uh, the skills of the people. Yeah. So we we can run assessments where we really um, it's like an MRI. You know, you can really look into the brain of a, of a person and maybe a, a, a simple example. Yeah. You have a you have an, an executive assistant yeah? and an executive assistant in a fast paced company. They need to handle. um uncertainty they need to handle uh, an and and fast growing uh, and, and fast changing environment when you have a person who needs a lot of stability in their life especially in their, in their in their job and we can measure this you know then this might be not the right position for this person mm. because uh, they cannot handle all these 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 big changes so maybe this person would be better off in a in a different position maybe in an administrative role where she, there is stability, you know, where she doesn't have to deal with all these different decisions which need to be made or uh, changing um, all these challenges. So we look at their, their, their behaviors. We look at three things. We look at their um, behavioral tendencies. So how do they behave? Are they more task-based, um, people-focused, fast or slow-paced? We look at their uh, motivators. So what is motivating them? And we look at their thinking patterns because every decision we take based on our, our thinking and it goes through different filters. Uh, and then we can really identify, is this person in the right position? So either um, we try to find, a, either we upskill this person, uh, so give them training, support, or we try to find a, a different role within the organization. Or of course, if, if nothing uh, is possible, nothing works, then you might have to think about uh, um, um, yeah, uh, kind of an exit uh, strategy. And right. then, of and course, the, and I think yeah. I've even seen Sebastian small companies, you know, stateside where an owner says, okay, this person is not part of my future, but it doesn't mean you have to necessarily be cruel about it. You, you, exactly. you, you know, I've had, I've, I've had mentors that say, look, you let somebody know that they should start looking for another position and you give yeah. them a couple of months and because you want to be kind to them and not exactly. necessarily just kick them out onto the street. So you don't always have that luxury, but I think there are ways to do things humanely and still firmly yes. for the good of the, of the organization. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's a business, right? So it has to work. But as you rightly said, 
um, I mean, I don't want to work with people who uh, who are cruel, you know, who uh, behave their employees like uh, like machines. Yeah. So you have to have a strategy. You have to have a a process, giving them enough notice, supporting them in their in their transition, and then uh, it's 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 most of the time fine. Yeah, and also supporting the the executive. Here again, um, we have different different thinking patterns, and uh, there are people with a lot of empathy and and very strong people focus. For them, it's really hard to make these decisions. It's hard for me. I had to let people go in my career. And I was carrying the sword around for, for days or weeks, you know, and it made me miserable. Yeah? Right. And then I had to take the decision. Okay. And then I felt better. And then you have people who are um, not so um, uh, focused on, uh, on, on this, uh, on this uh, point and they, they, they don't care, you know, and they just let people go like what we see uh, right now. So really understanding, understanding the, the thinking patterns and and the thinking behaviors of the executives helps us or and them to understand why they behave in a certain way and then uh, you can give them support both ways you know you can tell them okay show a bit more empathy because this is uh, this has been your employee they did a lot for you and uh, uh, you should treat them in the right way or maybe helping them to distance themselves a bit and more focusing on the the business reason behind this decision. And, you know, the other thing to, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, Sebastian, the reality is you should, you should do right by people because it's good in life to do right by people. Right. So that's the first thing. But the other really hard business reality is the people who stay behind, see how you exited people. Yeah. And it affects, it's not just affecting the person you exited, but it's affecting the people stay behind. And how they think about the company, how they think about you. So, it you know, a little kindness goes a long way. Uh, exactly, and and yeah. it's a, and it and it's a, it pays dividends all the way across. So, so Sebastian, I just wanted to shift a little bit here because it's a it's a statement you use, and it's it gets often used, right? We want to move towards high performance. We want to coach for high performance. So here's the um, the fundamental question. One is is high performance something that's innate in a certain kind of person? Does it always have to be a high D person, for example, to perform well? And is high performance something you can create a culture and a support to, to imp- you know, to lift up people's performance, to make them high performers? Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, to answer your first question, it's not depending on their disc style. Yeah. I mean, everyone can perform in their capacity and they can perform high in their capacity and high performance not only means that uh, um, the the employees and the team is produ- are producing immense output. No, high performance also means you build a high performance team. You build an environment where they can thrive. So it's your job as a leader, you know, to enable them to be high performant. Uh, your job as a leader to uh, empower them to make decision, to build an environment where they can really perform and thrive and and uh, deliver deliver an output. Yeah. So it's, 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 it, there, there are more, more ways than just the, uh, the individual uh, team member. It's the, it's the leader who takes a, a stake on this, who contributes to a high performance. It's putting the people on, in the right position that they can really utilize their strengths and not only uh, suffer on their weaknesses. And, uh, and also to have a, a 
have a mission, you know, something people go towards. So, so you as a leader, you you have to go in front, and uh, you have to you have to really create this 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 vision around your team that they really want to go in the right in the same direction as you go as a as a as a ex- entrepreneur and executive. So, which is really interesting, right? So, so much then of creating a high performance team is creating the high performance environment for yes. that team. And uh, because it's so easy to just say, well, if only I could, if only I could change the players on my board to better pieces. Uh, but if you haven't changed the environment, you could change the entire staff and still get the same results. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So is that a particularly hard conversation with leaders? Do you find in your experience as a coach, as a mentor, that they think they've built a high performance environment, but in fact, you observe and you say, well, nah, not so much. I mean, um, uh, yes and no. I mean, of course, I prefer with um, with to work with people who, who really understood what it means, yeah, who really want to support their team. And luckily, most of our clients, they they come from this uh, from this uh, side. You know, they they say, okay. Um, I want to support my my team members. I want to help them to to create uh, more value. Help them to enjoy their work better, so that they create more results for the for the company. Huh? And uh, and and this is of course a, a great starting point. So we identify um, strengths and weaknesses. We also help the the leader to even level up to go to the next level and uh, and be a better, even more better leader for. For their team, and then of course you have uh, the uh, the uh, leaders who come to us and say, you know, my my team is not performing. I do something, fix it, <laughs> fix my team, right? <laughs> fix my team, yeah. And then of course it's a process, you know. And uh, and um, I had I had uh, um, clients where I said, sorry, I mean I don't think we are a right fit, yeah, mm-hmm. because even after. We explaining to you uh, quite intensively what it means and what you have to bring to the game. Um, if they don't uh, accept this uh, and if they're not open for change, then sorry, I can't. I'm not a magician, so uh, then I have to say I'm sorry. Uh, we are not the right fit. Uh, and most of them, but most of them are very um, open and uh, and they uh, go in the same direction. Right. Well, I guess, you know, once somebody's reaching out to you or, you know, somebody who can do what you do, they are probably self-aware that there's some gaps there that they need that they haven't filled yet. So they're, they're yeah. maybe a little bit more open to that. Um, so I love this topic of, of, uh, of leadership. And uh, you did identify that a lot of the leaders you end up with have a certain a certain way of being. But if, if you could looking out over the next year or two and you don't have a crystal ball nobody does right but 2023 2024 are going to be pretty it seems like going to be pretty challenging mm-hmm. as a leader what what one or two attributes should i really work on as a leader to take my organization through what might be some rocky waters some yeah. tough times like what what would be something that i should yeah i should i got to work on that i got to be good at that to lead my organization through through the storm? I mean, honestly, the most important thing in my opinion is confidence, you know, having confidence and showing confidence to your team. Mm. And because many of people around us, they're, they're scared, you know, they're, 
they are frightened. They they don't know what's 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 happening. They they see all this bad news. And and when you watch the news nowadays, I mean, we don't have to talk about it. It's only trauma and only fear. Yeah. And we leaders, we executives, we CEOs, we have to be confident. We have to we have to give this confidence to our teams and uh, and and tell them, okay, hey. Even if things uh, uh, happening outside, which we cannot control, but we focus on the things we can control, and we make the best out of it, and we will get there. You know, we will, we will reach the promised land, and uh, and this is one of the most important skills um, they they need. Yeah? Everything else is just uh, um, uh, tactics we can we can learn and we can we can teach, but the confidence is something they need to bring and they need to building themselves. Wow. That's, I could definitely see that being like the number one and, and the, 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 the CEOs I've known who've made it through the last two years. Yeah. Well, had that sense of hope and they knew how to instill it without it sounding like they were delusional. Like, you know, like, yeah. you can't, I, I, can't I, of course, I mean, uh, it has to be real, you know, I mean, <laughs> we're not uh, taught, we shouldn't only tell fairy tales here, yeah, but, right. uh, but still, I mean, when you're confident, you can achieve so much, you know, even in this, this uh, murky times that we are all in. Huh? Wow. Wow. Well, Sebastian Shika, this has been a fantastic time talking about one of my favorite topics around leadership. If somebody listening wanted to know more about you and your work, where should they go to find out more? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I really enjoyed the conversation with you, I'll say. If you want to check me out, I mean, of course, we have a website. It's sebastianschieke.com. This is S-C-H-I-E-K-E. -E. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I guess uh, you will put my, the links in the show notes so people can just uh, um, uh, click on it and then connect with me. Absolutely. Sebastian, thank you again for stopping by Business Growth on Purpose. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.